Welcome to the Two Meters Apart podcast. My name is Gates, and on today's episode, I interview my very good friend, Lindsay Russell. We talk about the sacrifices it takes to pursue your career, stepping out of your comfort zone, and how a backyard can bring back so many good memories. Hope you enjoy. So, uh, welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. You uh, were probably the most enthusiastic when I reached out. Uh, you were very, very excited, uh, which oh is awesome. Gosh. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned you you actually dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> I know I did. I, I feel like I'm like famous now. I'm going to be on Spotify. Uh, very, very happy to be here. <laughs> that was like my initial reaction too when I posted my very first like trailer episode to Spotify. I was like, oh my God. About Spotify, this is so weird. And now it's kind of just like, oh, okay, cool. I've been producing these things like every week. So I totally understand that excitement. Um, so yeah, welcome to the internet. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, and it's been exciting listening to other podcasts. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Mike. And oh, that's Paulo and Pamela. And so like I've enjoyed all the episodes so far. And I'm glad that I've honored to be a guest today. Well, thank you for supporting the show. Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely wanted to reach out um, sooner, but I definitely needed the guys on here, um, I think, uh, before I started to branch out a little bit. <laughs> We're the second second uh, line. <laughs> yeah, you guys I've been are... edged. I'm in the game now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, We're resting the starters. You're in the you're in the game. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess we can just start with just asking, uh, kind of, you know, how 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 you've been. Uh, we uh, haven't seen each other in a few months. Uh, I can't remember when was the last time you were you were, you were in Calgary. It was Christmas time. Uh, you and Mackie and I went out for dinner, and I forgot mm-hmm. to invite Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really been the three of us um, the last kind of few times. Yeah. Uh, and it's been either Chinese Buffet or Chianti's Italian restaurant. <laughs> It's that free bread and that cheap buffet on like seniors day. I remember we'd be like the only ones under the age of like 85. Yeah, just... we, would, we would always go on like a, a Tuesday for like, for like lunch. And yeah, like you were saying, we we're probably the only three people under the age of 60 just hanging out at the restaurant. <laughs> just loved it. Um, extra pop and extra rounds and, yeah, I just, you know, I think we had a really good strategic buffet game mm-hmm. too. We like, did. you know, timing it when you go out, make sure like the, you know, the meat is fresh and organize your plate in a certain way and stack it up um, strategically so you don't have to go up so many times. Like we were, it was like a job for us to go to the buffet. <laughs> we we got it down to a science, I think. That's yes, why we, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we always kept going back because it was so cheap and it was so good. And it was in the South. Like it was in the uh, same community that essentially that you grew up in, um, the promenade. <laughs> Bonavista promenade brings Classic. back memories. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, and we'll definitely touch on some of those, I guess, memories uh, down the road here. But uh, I'd like to start just by asking kind of how, how it's been for you. Like one of the big uh, themes of this podcast that I started is, you know, it's I started in quarantine. 
essentially because of you know the, the COVID-19 pandemic. And you, um, coming from a very extensive medical background, one that you've really just grinded your way through. Um, and I'm super, super happy and excited that, you know, you've really found your way into, I don't want to say the upper echelons just yet, but you're basically there from my perspective. <laughs> uh, can I call you Dr. Russell now? Is that like a thing? Yeah, you can actually. Yes. I got my MD like four years ago. Yeah. So, so now, yeah. now you're, you're really just kind of on the front lines of all that. So I'd like to kind of pick your brain about, you know, how that's, uh, I guess how, how that was when you initially graduated to where you are now with the, you know, under this umbrella of a pandemic. Yeah, I think, well, I think two things have kind of changed in my life. Certainly like a lot of my medical training was in, uh, at the university of Alberta. So Mm -hmm. there's certainly like ways and, different avenues to approach medicine. And I think different institution, um, we all have the basic guidelines to follow, but, you know, certainly there's different nuances. So um, definitely experiencing pandemic in Ontario with a new kind of healthcare system Mm -hmm. uh, was kind of interesting. And what I found most profound is that, um, you know, when SARS came out, which, um, didn't really reach Alberta, to my understanding, I could be wrong, but that was definitely a big component in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really quite interesting when Corona came out, I was speaking to a lot of the nurses who remembered kind of the protocols and how to approach medicine at that time. So I think that was kind of interesting um, and kind of unique to Ontario at, at to, that they remembered approaching SARS and um, how Corona is uh, quite similar as it, it's a respiratory kind of spread right. virus. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting just because, yeah, I think when, when SARS hit, we definitely did not feel it as much as we're feeling it now, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. This is, yeah, like they're both, you know, respiratory illnesses, but this one just seems like it's on another, I guess, playing field. Yeah. How, how, how different um, do you think it is? Uh, just, you know, coming out from school um, to really having four years of experience now, um, kind of in your day to day, like we don't even have to keep it pandemic related. Um, yeah. I just I just love to know kind of what was the, you know, biggest initial differences um, between being, you know, a fresh doctor and now you're you're in the game four years later. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, speaking of that, so I, I'm in my second residency now. Um, my first residency was internal medicine. So certainly start offing as like a fresh PGY1 out of medical school. You know, you, you really are humbled with um, the responsibility of making more uh, decisions with uh, patient care, certainly supervised with, with staff and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Definitely, I think, you know, when I was a PGY3 internal medicine, you're kind of, I would say, kind of on top of the your game type thing. You're writing the Royal College. You're writing your board exams. You kind of know all the guidelines. I felt, you know, really quite um, on top of things with managing as a senior medicine resident in the eMERGE, like managing patient flow and consults and reviewing with my staff and things mm-hmm. like that. And then to go into gastroenterology was my second fellowship. Um, again, you're kind of, it's kind of a new learning curve. Um, not that the fact that I feel back at the PGY one level, but it's definitely you know an adjustment because you're you're in a new field now and lots to learn um, and to still maintain what I learned in internal medicine and just build upon that has been 
um, kind of uh, humbling and mm-hmm. really rewarding as well. And um, I'm fortunate to kind of find my place in medicine um, kind of serendipitously, um, yeah. but really to find a, a, you know, a program that I'm really happy with and uh, a, a field that I'm really excited about. It's, it's really exciting and uh, really happy that I, I did it. But, you know, in comparing my journey, it it's ups and downs. Like definitely PGY1 was a little bit down because you realize the mountain that you have to climb of mm. information and knowledge and to get to the top of the, not to the top of the mountain, but, you know, near that right. and then kind of go down again. It's been a, a journey, but uh, that's the, the path that I chose. Like I'm in my 13th year of education. That's basically. Wild. Oh man. Yeah. It's a, it's a long time, but mm. um yeah, I was kind of thinking about that when you asked me to do this. I was like, oh, you probably asked about my journey. And yeah, I counted it out 13 years. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm going back to school in September and it's only like a two-year program. But if you combine that with my initial uh, university degree, I mean, it's only going to be seven years. So just over half of what you've gone through. And in my opinion, like that is unbelievable. But it just goes to show just how much training it does take to become a doctor, like a certified, bona fide doctor in this in this country. And I'm yeah, so... I would clarify uh, like a certain specialty is like certainly there's different lengths, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, having to endure all of that, like I'm so proud of you. Uh, the fact that you've gotten to you know this point in your career, and you know you're you're still like you're still young. Um, you've got a whole life ahead of you of, you know, saving lives and, you know, making sure people are, are healthy. Um, and, you know, we, we always joke around that, oh, man, it'd be it'd be so funny if, if, you know, Lindsay was like our GP down the road. It'd be so weird. But at the same time, I, I definitely would feel just, you know, in the safest hands uh, when it comes to you. So and, and that just comes from, you know, you, you know, pursuing your you know, your craft and, and sticking, sticking to it. Um, a lot of people that I've, uh, you know, have like talked to and encountered that have, you know, attempted to go down the, uh, the medical route, um, have either, you know, stalled out or, you know, switched gears and have done something completely different because it's, it's quite a daunting program and career to, to enter. And seeing you, you know, succeed so far, um, it just, you know, makes me so happy as uh, one of your good friends. And I'm just glad that you're doing doing good things. Um, I wish uh, I wish you could still be doing good things in Alberta. <laughs> um, but uh, you were fortunate enough to find residency out in Hamilton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, the ha- hammer. The, the hammer. That's right. That's what you called it. Call <laughs> it. Oh man. So how, how was that whole process? How did you find your way from the prairies to all the way out East? You know, I think it's kind of twofold. You know, I, I grew up in the household where very supportive family and um, kind of very uh, adventurous, you know, my parents moved around in their careers and same with my, with my uh, siblings as well. And mm-hmm. um, certainly they found the value of kind of, branching out and stepping out of your box um, if the opportunities arise. And, you know, my oldest brother moved out east, like, over 
I, I, I was 12 years old when he moved out. Oh, wow. So what is that, like 18 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just turned 30. So 18 years ago, he Jeez. moved out east. Um, and he told me around when I turned 18 that he's like, his master plan was to bring us all out here. And <laughs> um, eventually, you know, like my other brother went and my other brother went. So, you know, being away from my brothers, of course, I was close to my parents. Mm-hmm. But um, certainly, I think that was a major factor of me um taking advantage of of the ability to move and I think also professionally I thought I always thought it was a good idea to train in different places a lot of people have given me that advice and then um as I mentioned you kind of learn different nuances and then you can develop your own action plan for um, going forward and how to shape your career and uh yeah it was actually interesting um so, yeah, you, you spoke to, like, a lot of people try the field of medicine, and, and uh, certainly I am fortunate that I had that opportunity to go to medical school. And it, it, But I have to say, you know, it was very competitive, and it was – I had a lot of issues with sort of imposter syndrome along the way. Oh, like, wow. um, yeah, because it just felt so unreal to me because mm-hmm. I knew so many people who tried and were not successful or – you know, tried and weren't realize it weren't wasn't the path for them, which right. I was really happy that they they could find the path. And mm. that's my little plug for you. Like, I'm so proud of you that you know you found a new passion in your life and had the guts to go for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people feel comfortable in their box, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's also value in stepping out of your box and trying something new. And um, that's kind of what I was thinking of, of, of branching out. Um, certainly I really thought of staying at U of A. I thought of, thought of going to Calgary as well. Um, but on my interview, I'd never been to Hamilton before. <laughs> and on my interview, I showed up for a two hour interview and I looked around and you just kind of get a feeling that you like know that like you're supposed to be here. I don't know. It's oh, a weird okay. feeling. I had the same feeling with my interview at U of A for medical school. Mm-hmm. I I looked around in the hospital and I just like, I had a feeling like, yeah, Lynn's like, this is it. Um, so it was very competitive. There was like 50 people applying for 24 spots and wow. I uh, didn't think I was going to get it. So the day I found out, I just lost it. It was like <laughs> a full on ugly cry. I called my mom and I was like, I can't even there. Like she couldn't even understand me. Like, <laughs> It was a crazy, I cried all day in the hospital. I was like, so, you know me, I always yeah. cry. Yeah. Like I was super excited and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, like this is just, um, it's such a great day. Like, yeah, but it's like, and then it kind of sinks in that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm moving from any, everything I know. And, um, you know, out to Hamilton and I didn't, I knew my brothers out here, which was, what was a great support, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know. I knew one guy that I met on the interview, but like, that was it. I didn't know any of the faculty. I didn't know any of the hospitals. I didn't know where they were. Um, That must have been been really interesting. Kind of like you brought up a really good point. Yeah. Like you're, you're enjoying it. You're in the moment. You're ugly crying as we know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But then, yeah, then reality starts to set in. It's like, Oh, okay. Now I actually have to uproot my whole life in the city that I was born in, essentially, and then move across the country to start up my my career. Um, how how scary was that? Or if, if it was even, if, you know, if it was even scary for you, 
um, having to completely change gears about, you know, where, where you are and, you know, start seeking a bit of that discomfort and moving, you know, across, across the country, essentially. Yeah. Like it was definitely, um, it was kind of like that Christmas excitement a little bit, like I, mm-hmm. I but it's definitely nervous excitement. Um, but I think the main player is that I have a, I had a lot of loved ones around me that mm-hmm. I like explained before I found out kind of my reasonings for different choices. So when it, when it did happen, uh, they kind of reconfirmed that. Mm. So when I had my doubts or anxieties about it, they, you know, said, Oh, remember you said this. And, (laughs) you know, and I also, you know, this, I journal quite a bit. So I, I had my own reminders of why I chose to do it. And so that, that was a big thing as well. And I think, but I've always been a person that I've had kind of chapters in my life Mm -hmm. and, you know, not to, mean that I don't go back to that chapter, but, um, you know, to kind of close that gap and kind of move on to next chapter. And it's kind of exciting. But the second thing that really made me nervous is that I had a quite a nice apartment in Edmonton and I, I wouldn't say I was a hoarder, but I definitely kept a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, so I watched a lot of that. Um, who's that organizer on Netflix? Oh, Marie Kondo. Yes. Oh my God. I watched all, I took notes. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. If I don't love it, I got to let it go. Cause honestly, Gates, I packed my entire life into my Honda CRV, oh my including goodness. my goldfish. Um, yeah. I can't leave them behind. I, yeah. I asked my dad to make a custom like carrier tank for them. And, uh, God bless him. He he made it. He was pretty proud of it. It, it worked. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> I think I remember you. It was over buffet. I think uh, when, buffet, when always me, over always, buffet. always over buffet when you were explaining to us this rig that your dad put together just for the fish. And oh man, I still remember that story. It was just it's such a wholesome but so funny also. <laughs> oh, I know. And I like. I love, like, you met my dad. Like, yeah, he's so yeah. for that, you know? Of like, course. new project, like, mm-hmm. MacGyver it. He's so for it. <laughs> yeah, I remember him, or I remember you telling us about, you know, just a story about, I think, a bathroom in your house. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go into that, but I would, yeah, lo- I would love to hear that story again. <laughs> yeah, like... um <laughs> so basically my dad was fixing some sort of gasket of the pipe and then the pipe just burst and then a piece <laughs> went between the tile and the wall mm. and I had a makeup compact mirror to like angle it to see and I could see the piece and my dad's like are you kidding me how are we gonna get that and he had a grasper that he bought online or probably at Lee Valley like mm-hmm. shout out to Lee Valley um <laughs> love that store they have everything that you need in a pit. Um, so that he was blindly putting it down but it felt like doing a colonoscopy you know which you do now for my training so i was like left right left yep down like open close and we got it out and he's like wow i never thought your skills in medicine would help getting this gasket it applies to everything you know yeah it's like it was a good story it's a great story um, and I love, I love that. I think we can transition a bit now to, so yeah, your dad has all these, you know, uh, pet projects around the house. Um, we've spent, you know, 
back when you were in town, you know, a bunch of just hangouts uh, in your backyard. Oh yeah. Classic. Yeah. I love my backyard. Yeah. yeah. Your backyard is probably one of the best um, mm -hmm. that, out of, out of the friend group, I think. Um, and every time, you know, we make our way to the back, I always either point out or verbally just remind everyone, guys, there's that pond again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, there's a lot of memories associated to that pond. Um, probably too many to, to fit in one episode. Um, but are there any particular memories that you have, you know, fun ones uh, regarding that, that koi pond? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think, you know, um, <laughs> so me and my dad, like, like he we dug up the pond ourselves and mm -hmm. i shouldn't say me i was like 10 at the time it was really my brother and his friend you were it just, was like 18 you're kind of just there <laughs> yeah i was just like yeah i oversaw everything as like a 10 year old you're a pm project know, like, kool-aid pack or something <laughs> um but yeah like we lined it with newspaper and i remember austin powers like the movie premiere was on the calgary herald newspaper oh that we lined the pond with <laughs> Uh, so that was fun. No, that pond, you know, I, I, uh, I actually fell into that pond twice, which I know, you know, but, yep. um, but yeah, that was a good memory. It's always this one stone that is a little bit loose. And first time I fell in, I think I was like 12 and I was reaching a rubber ducky from my little brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, grab the ducky. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm like reaching over and then I fell in and I like, full-on fell in and I was like short at that time because I was only like 12 so I was like soaking wet and I turned and my brother's like oh and I was like don't tell mom and you can just hear him like hold his breath and he's like mom and I'm like running upstairs standing on the carpet like dripping wet and I was like get in the tub um yeah and then um years later I was like 17 now mm -hmm. so a little bit more mature feeding the fish now but like it was like covered in algae and stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, it was on that same rock, but I was like testing it out and I was like, Oh, it's more sturdy now. Like it should be better. But I, like, I forgot that like I'm 17 now. I'm probably <laughs> twice the size I was when I was 12. Mm -hmm. um, so again, feeding the pond and then I, I fell in, but there's like, I don't know if you remember, there's like a little ledge on the edge of the pond. I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on the ledge. I was like, Oh my God, I'm on the ledge. And I looked around and no one saw me. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Crisis averted. So I picked my foot up. And it was literally like, you know, those cartoons when they slip on bananas. Mm -hmm. And it was like full back fall. Like right. that's what happened. I slipped on the LJ and I just, anyways, I stood up in the pond. Again, I'm dripping wet. And I look and like my whole family's on the balcony. My mom's on the phone. And she's like, I got to go. Lindsay's in the pond again. <laughs> like, oh, classic yeah. Lindsay maneuver. I know you're just like oh man like it's just ponds I just can't something about that pond hey <laughs> something about that pond but uh yeah no good good memories mm -hmm. it's definitely a good backyard like I remember playing poker there yeah. and uh you know good you know last time I was there I think it was my birthday wasn't it a yeah. couple years ago I think it was yeah yeah, and you met um, my two good friends from Edmonton uh, who are also in medicine as well. Right, so that yeah. was kind of cool. And like Emily was there, and mm -hmm. it was like it was like a merge of the different friend group. Friend and I was groups. like, "Ooh, how is this going to go?" How's the but, dynamic uh, going to be? 
it went well. Like, no, it was good. Good times in that backyard for sure. Oh, for sure. Your, your, your place was definitely, uh, did not disappoint when it came to <laughs> just memories about hanging out. Now, you know, hanging out at your place was, was always fun, but, um, I think we really became, uh, good friends in high school. Obviously we, we are one of the, the people that met in band. Um, so, you know, we've, we, we have the mileage on our, on our friendship, which is awesome, but I think we became really, really good friends and it almost, I almost forgot about these, these events that happened, but my mom at our place would always put together like a birthday party for my, uh, my brother and I, so I'm born in May and he's born in July and she would always just be like, Oh, just have a, a joint thing in June. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, and um, I remember, you know, my my mom asking, "Is like, you know, bring bring some friends from from high school, the these these new friends that you met in band." I'm like, "Okay, cool, I can do that." So obviously, I brought the guys, and I was like, "Well, like, I'm really chill with Lindsay too, and Lindsay's essentially like a bro to me also." <laughs> so you had to come, and I my I think to this day, my mom has not forgotten about you. Um, she loves you, first of all. Um, but she she also knows you. Like obviously, she knows you for your you know outgoing personality. You're a great friend of mine. But she also knows you for two very distinct things. Um, <laughs> first, you're the girl with the red hair. Um, <laughs> she should always ask, "Where's your friend Lindsay, the one with the the red hair?" Like, no. <laughs> she's a doctor now. <laughs> it's quite um, distinctive. It's funny because now patients are like, where's that doctor with red hair? And everyone knows me. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Okay, that's, that's me. That's perfect though, right? For you, it's like, oh, I've got the, you know, I've got the, the descriptor. And no one will be able to, you know, forget who I am. They may forget yeah. my name, but they won't forget like what I look like. So that's perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, you were the girl with the, with the red hair and you were also the girl who always took home punsit. <laughs> now punsit is a traditional Filipino noodle dish and um, correct me if I'm wrong but was that the very first time that you've ever had like that dish and oh, yeah. maybe other Filipino dishes? Okay perfect. Oh, yeah. So um, I would love to get your perspective of those get-togethers because for me I was you know maybe 50% just like stoked to have my friends there and also 50% embarrassed because, you know, it's like, oh, guys, mom and dad, you know, I'm in high school now. <laughs> we don't need to be having like parties like this, you know. Uh, but I, yeah, I would love to hear from your perspective, kind of be like, you know, being invited to something like this, being immersed into the culture and then being beloved by my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I have to say, like, I think you find me like, when you were in grade 10, I think, it was like the first year, I think you invited us. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I was so stoked because <laughs> I love food mm -hmm. and I loved like hanging out with you guys was always such a ball. And I remember telling my mom, like, oh my God, my friend Skates is like having a birthday party and his mom's going to do all this cooking. I'm so excited. <laughs> and there she's like, okay, cool. Have fun. Like, um, so I showed up and I just, Again, it was like a home buffet. Mm -hmm. Like there's not like I have to reiterate to the audience that like this isn't just like a couple like take up like these were like your whole kitchen and mm -hmm. dining room was full of crock pots with different right. dishes. Mm -hmm. And I just went to town like oh my gosh, I, I loved it. And the first time I tried you, you pronounce it pensa, is that how you do it? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, oh, I, I, I loved it. And I, I get, my understanding is that, like, I was talking to Paulo at the time, and it sounded like it was just like a pretty plain, not a like not really a special dish in Filipino culture. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. It mm-hmm. sounds like it's a pretty staple dish that's like not really something special. But to me, I was like, this is the best thing <laughs> I've ever tasted, like ever. Uh, I think I had like three helpings, and I tried everything. I tried tripe as well. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that was interesting. And then I had this other dish. I will never forget this. It was like in a dark sauce and I just ate it and it was so good. And I remember your mom was there with this other lady. I don't know if it was your aunt or like a neighbor or something. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what is this? This is so good. And that lady, I'll never forget her face. She just looked like shocked and she just shook her head. Like she wouldn't tell me what it was made of. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, no, no, no. And she's like, no, don't worry. Just eat it. And everyone's telling me to eat it. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Like, just tell me what it is. And she's like, no, no, no. And then I went to her mom. I was like, no, you have to tell me. Like, this is so delicious. And she said it was like a blood sauce. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's like a little rich tasting. <laughs> I still ate it. But like, that was a, that was a good, oh, I looked forward to that every year. Mm-hmm. I think there was one year that I like, brought my own Ziploc container, that's which true. I thought, my mom thought it was like the rudest thing to do, but I was like, no, Gates' mom told me to bring stuff something and then mm-hmm. take it away, and I go with her leftovers. <laughs> oh, I love Punset, man. I, was like, I don't think I've had Punset outside of your guys' home, literally. <laughs> we have to change yeah. that. We have to find, you got to find like a, a good Filipino restaurant out in Hamilton, and you just got to, you know... Hopefully, hopefully my mom's is probably the best. But if you can find a very close second to it, I think I think you you know you'll find your way back home. Satisfy my punset craving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that, like I think that just speaks to like how much I love food and cooking as well because mm-hmm. it's just such it just brings people together and it's yeah. just an opportunity to try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved it, and I, I remember we all would play. So we would stuff our faces and then go play grounders for like three hours yeah. into the night. Oh, remember we found that cardboard tube that we like rolled down the hill in? I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think it was Mackie or Kim um, or Mike that said it was like, oh, you got to go in there. And I tried it. And it was not good. I don't recommend, I don't recommend that. But... <laughs> And then just, you know, and it, you know, you think about kids now, mm-hmm. and I just think it was a simpler time because we didn't have cell phones. Like we just like met up and hung out, and yep. just we played grounders, yeah, and, like for hours. And it was a lot of fun. We we definitely took advantage of those those teenage years, um, and yeah, it, it just goes to show just how close we we were as a friend group, even back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and kind of bringing bringing back to the whole, you know, you enjoying, you know, food and all that. Um, in Filipino culture, um, it's it's I wouldn't say it's rare, but it's uncommon to openly express like your love for somebody. You know, it's not you know you, you don't always be like, oh, have a good day, I love you, sort of deal. Um, in Filipino culture, a lot of a lot of that love is based around food um Mm. and just making sure that you're you know you're well fed 
and sometimes even going overboard and being like, oh, you got to just eat more, eat more. You know, you're already just super full or whatnot. I think that's why, you know, my, my mom especially just enjoyed your company. You know, just you were just this, you know, vibrant ball of energy. But you're someone who also appreciated the value of, you know, food and family, essentially. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that, you know, while while it's it may seem just like a very Filipino thing, it just goes to, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, food is a very universal language. And I'm also just very glad that you're you're pretty fearless and you're willing to try things at least once. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie like that. That blood pudding is not my favorite. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm very glad. Uh, you know. I got my dose of iron for the week. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, it, it just being a generational thing. Um, I'm not surprised that uh, I guess our family friend was might have been a little shocked to see <laughs> to see you just you know enjoy something that may not be on a normal menu on like a takeout menu somewhere, but. Again, you know, those were those were big reasons why you know my my mom wanted to to have those those get-togethers. It's just you know this the showing of friendship and family, and um, you know we could all gather around around food and like you said, right after we finish stuffing our faces, we go play grounders and it'd be just you know just a casual hangout again, you know, enjoying like the weekend or whatnot as as kids essentially. So um, I'm super glad that, you know, we have that foundational friendship um, where I can still, you know, reach out to you. And, you know, every time you come back, come back home, um, you always reach out to me wanting to, um, you know, just catch up essentially. Because um, it's not uh, it's not too often that you, you know, make your way back to back to Calgary. You know, you've got your, your whole career and your life um, pretty settled in now in, in Hamilton. Um well, you never know. Like after gastroenterology, like now I have to look for a job somewhere. So, we'll fair. See. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but no, and I think that speaks to you know, as I said, you know, I, I have certain chapters in my life, mm-hmm. but I certain. It's interesting when you like self reflect and what you say. You know, like we always try to make that effort when time comes up to kind of see each other. And you know, I met. I know Matthew was in Toronto, and like we visit each other yeah. together, like you know, and you mentioned to me that you might be coming out to Toronto, you were thinking about it, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it just like, I think it speaks to like a true good friend foundation that you could spend so much time apart. But like that foundation is always there. And yeah. I think our foundation is based on like good family values, being good people. And I think honestly, band kind of built that. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember Mr. Regal, who's our like band teacher, um, very talented man. Like he composed some of our music for us. Like Mm -hmm. it was just insane. But I remember he said, like, you will remember these days, like everyone here is family. Like you guys will work hard together. You'll support each other. We're all family. And I I certainly do feel that to a certain degree with like um, certain band members. And that's why I think we've, we've kept in touch, um, you know, because that foundation has been there and, Mm -hmm. and it's also nice. Like it, you know, to have friends outside of medicine as well. Cause right. I find like, I love my friends in medicine, but we end up talking about work and it's, mm-hmm. it's just nice to talk about like the pond <laughs> and grounders. <laughs> no, exactly. And just being able to, to still have those, those connections to those, you know, classic memories, but still being able to, you know, 
meet up and create new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always look forward to every time we, we would always hang out. Um, I, I consider you, Mac, and I just like a, a definite trio for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we've had many, many um, little hangouts. <laughs> I guess the guys will be listening to this. They like, will. Yeah. Don't everybody, but well, they will. <laughs> but, um, and it's funny you bring that up because I definitely want to, you know, talk about this one moment and we were talking about it earlier um you used to own uh a saturn uh oh you, you were one of the, yeah you were one of the the first uh i guess people in high school i guess in band that we were close to to get like their license and a car um so you were you were essentially like the driver so I was cool. like i was a friend by default I no was. no i'm just saying <laughs> I'm like, hey, saying, how about that Lynn's lady? Well, she has a car. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we driving us to buffet. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying we took advantage of that, but there were some nights where it would be cold and we go want to go watch a movie or something, and we yeah. didn't want to take transit, so we we're like, hey, Lindsay's got a car, and we all <laughs> we all like ran to it to make sure we got a spot in there, and then everyone else got left out, literally out in the cold, and had to take the train, like one stop to Chinook to the movie theater. Yeah, you know I. <laughs> I love that car. Do you remember it had automatic seatbelts in it? Yeah, it was it was yeah. like ahead of its time. It was, <laughs> it was actually my grandma's car. We like bought it off my grandma when she decided not to drive anymore. And uh, <laughs> it was funny. I remember Paula was in front seat once. And I used to not tell people about the automatic seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Um, so you still have to do the lap belt. But like the, the, the uh, shoulder strap would mm-hmm. be in front of you. And when you get in the car and shut it, it would like go around and strap you in. And I remember Paulo was, he just never got used to that shoulder <laughs> strap. Like, cause when you open the door, you have to wait for it to get ahead, but he would always like try to get out of the car and like half choke, like every time. Or uh, when he sits down and it's coming towards you, like once he ducked to avoid it and you're like, that's your seatbelt, man. Like what, what are you doing? And I just, got scared by technology. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that, that car took a beating with you guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cramming you all in the back seat. Um, safe to say, we we went small differences, and we weren't mm. totally breaking the law. But um, I remember once we went to that. What was that? Thirty Days of Night yeah. movie. Yeah, and we were all like underage except for yeah, Mike. Because Mike, yeah, because Mike got us in. That was why we were friends with him. <laughs> he had the ID, and I had the car. You're only we only use you guys for your uh, your age and your. I mean, Mike was a trio. We were a package deal. <laughs> yeah, I you remember were... that. That was so. I have to disclose, like I hate scary movies. Yeah. Oh, that remembers. That reminds me. Sorry, tangent. No. Do you remember that movie we watched? And it was about like that alien that infected your body, but if you drank alcohol, then it would be immune from the alien. Yeah, I think that was one of the very first times we still had movies at my place yeah. and yeah. it'd always be like okay so for t- people listening to this you used to go up, you used to be able to rent movies okay there used at to be a thing, yeah, there used to be a thing called Blockbuster, <laughs> and you'd only be able to rent them for like a week tops and i remember my dad and oh man i love my dad i love but your dad his his taste in movies sometimes he'd be like oh i rented you guys some some uh some horror movies i, I think you guys will enjoy this like that you 100 like percent base this off the cover because these movies are not good 
like no one famous were in them at all. No, and they'd be like shoddy, like B B movies with yeah, no with unknowns, and the plot was just so ridiculous for some of them. Um, and I think that was one of the movies, and it was just like, what the hell are we watching? And it, but sometimes it just wasn't even about the movies, just being able to laugh with your your closest friends in, in the basement. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have those memories, but just how ridiculous those movies were. Oh, those are just good memories to have. <laughs> yeah. So that, um, I just remember cause it was like scary movies. Mm-hmm. That was so, I think about that movie sometimes about how ridiculous <laughs> and that, that alien jumps out and grabs that person's face and everyone was screaming. And I remember <laughs> like, anyways, um, but we watched that 30 days of night, which mm-hmm. is that like, vampire movie right. in Alaska, which has made me think that I might not visit Alaska when that happens. <laughs> That's um, never going to happen, though. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, but still, you know, I just, I can't, like, I watched it with the, all the lights on, and I just had nightmares for <laughs> months. I still have nightmares about oh, it. No. But I remember in the movie, some guy, like, jumps on the car, and, like, all the vampires are chasing people, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, very gory it was actually i didn't i didn't like it at all i don't think i watched it my eyes were closed but at the end of the movie mackie decides to be a vampire and jump on my car and i remember the like the light between the front seat and the back seat like came off and it was like hanging down i was like oh mackie like you're ruining my car like what's up man he's like oh sorry but like everyone was dying it was like in the moment like there's no reasoning with you guys when you get that in that laughy mood Mm -hmm. there's no reasoning with you like i remember you guys like texting me on the bus to band camp and you didn't call me lindsey russell you would call me like lungs or rudy or something and it was just like you guys just kept going and like Lunzer and anyways lincoln or and it was just like you just kept going for like an hour and i was like okay I'm just gonna um, look <laughs> you were you were i'm not gonna lie you were a bit of a punching bag in, in oh, high school. <laughs> i do i do feel bad though like some of that just did not make any sense <laughs> Um, but again, you, you took it all in stride. Um, it just shows how, you know, how strong minded of a person someone has to be to hang out with us. Uh, we are a definitely a certain level of something. Um, and I'm just glad that, you know, you, you know, have accepted us as who we are and <laughs> have kept us in yeah. your life. Last time I hung out with all you guys, we were playing like Pictionary at Paulo's house. <laughs> Mike was like, time for Lindsay to go <laughs> I just got here like <laughs> so bad. you know it truly and then again like it's kind of nice to go back to high school and kind of be like all right you guys humble me that's mm-hmm. cool <laughs> like and I think growing up with brothers like have also like mm-hmm. you know my cousin told me once have you met my cousin Kyle he's another guy that I think you two will be my MCs at my wedding. Oh one wow, day. nice! Uh, I might have. I I can't remember exactly. Maybe one time. time of the year. But yeah, he's like, you know, Lance, if you don't have a reaction, then you know people won't make fun of you as much. <laughs> and I think I tr- I tried that for a good week in high school, but mm-hmm. it just it's it's not part of my personality. No. I think I have to. It's part of my energy, and yeah. I just have to say something. But no, all sure. my comebacks, like, never were on par, and it was just fuel for 
Yeah. <laughs> well, at, le- at least we, at least we can say that you def- you definitely like fought back for sure, and I think that's. Well, I tried. Yeah. I tried to. <laughs> you did. And really? I we... Why I ate all the punches because I just didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I just wanted to eat my food. You just you just want to hang out with my mom, pretty much. Not <laughs> really. Like, please, you're nice to me. <laughs> can you eat more, please? More delicious dishes. That's probably why she loved you. Is like, why is, why is she always talking to to me and she not does. like her friends? It's like, yo, they're not my friends, man. They're just evil people. <laughs> but it's it's definitely like, you know, just like, and this one thing that I've learned too is throughout life with certain friends throughout the age, you know, you really keep people in your life that are important to you and you really keep people that you grow together or like in parallel. And, you know, looking at the group, um, you know, certainly I'm I'm proud of everybody that they've kind of found what they wanted to life and something that they're good at. Mm -hmm. But I think I I gravitate towards you and and Mac a little bit more because you guys really have like, flipped your whole life around to kind of go, not that saying that not doing that is not important, but we just kind of have that in common of kind of, you know, going after something that's a little bit scary comfort zone type Mm -hmm. thing. And yeah, just, um, it's it's crazy. Like we've been friends for like a long time, long time, essentially like half our lives we've, we've known and been friends with each other. So that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And you like I, I always reiterate this with you know with the guys but with you I'm, I'm definitely you're you're to the end for sure you're, yeah um and while you know and Dave brought up this this in his his interview that while it does kind of suck that you know um you're, you may not be here with us um to you know be in the moment essentially um it does give you know someone like you or someone like Dave like a uh, a different perspective of kind of just uh, like you're, you're looking into the bubble and you're seeing kind of how we're doing. And then we're looking at how you guys are doing, you know, on your own and to see the amount of growth that we've gone through. Um, even though it doesn't feel like sometimes we grow, but we ha- definitely have <laughs> um, just, just to see, you know, where we've ended up in our lives so far um, just goes to show just, you know, how, you know, how much work we've really put in since, you know, becoming friends. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for someone for someone like you to again pursue something incredibly challenging, and um, you know, you, you always had this. You know, I, I'm willing to try. Uh, I'm willing to try these things. You know, at least once, and you go into it with this this positive, you know, gung ho attitude. Um, you really can't fail with an attitude and an outlook like that. And I'm just so glad that, you know, you've, you've reached, um, a point in your, your life where you're, you know, you're experiencing all these different parts of medicine and you really seem to just, you know, found your calling, found your passion. And every time, you know, we, we talk about, um, your career, obviously like the stress and all that comes up, but you always follow it up with this positivity and, um, you know, you've always put other people first and you, um, are definitely in the right field for something like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm so, again, I, I don't know how many times I can just say, you know, how proud I am of, you know, where you've ended up. And yeah. like you said, we wouldn't be kind of in our, where we are now if we didn't come out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me essentially turning my whole life around, 
I know, um, totally. Yeah, doing something completely unrelated to my initial undergrad for you yeah. to uproot your life coming from Calgary, but also having that, that small town Saskatchewan vibe as well. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, definitely uncomfortable, but at the same time, look where it's gotten us. And yeah. I... And I think, you know, what speaks to that is our support group, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think, you know, my really close friends and family have really known my struggles through the last, you know, 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, especially in the field of medicine, which I, you know, no one really prepares you for this, but certainly you see some things that are just truly tragic Mm -hmm. and just soul wrenching a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it really brings you down because you're also working, you know, 26 hours in a row and you're not really taking care of yourself in in some ways. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, um, part of my journey where I've gotten to the point that, you know, I'm stepping out of my box, you also find yourself as well. And I think a lot of self-discovery is kind of looking at where you are and what you want out of life. And I think, and I think me and Dave have this in in common as well, just because we work in healthcare, Mm -hmm. too, that we we just see some things and it, it just really truly has put life in different perspective. And it, and it's, it's interesting, you know, when you bring up high school and it was such a different time, but we, we truly are different people than we are today. And mm-hmm. I think the experiences that we've lived through have shaped us and then also the people who have supported us um, along. And uh, it's really quite exciting to have that and like have that uh, foundation and kind of stress relievers as well. And I mm-hmm. think there was a time even in medicine, like you can always grow. And I remember cause certain, a lot of my daytime work, um, I try to interject humor and a lot of my supervisors have said, I've done it in a really nice way mm-hmm. and kind of connect to patients, which I think it's a bit of my personality in day-to-day life. But I also found that it, it wasn't as, as in a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was a time that, you know, I, I decided to, go into something like improv which I think you and mm. um, just to find that kind of arts aspect of yourself that's kind of missing from your life and then to have the guts to do that mm-hmm. um, I think you know along the way I've done little gutsy things and then to come up to say yeah I'm going to move across the country and to a place that I don't really know anybody and, and I'm meeting friends now and it's it's kind of different making friends as an adult oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely, I think, skills that I've learned because I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if I told you, but I was like deathly shy as a kid. Really? Uh, huh. Yeah. You, I, wouldn't I know was, it. you would not know it. <laughs> no. And I think it's something that I've learned over the years. I think I've always had an extrovert type of personality, but mm. I definitely have a lot of introvert characteristics. Okay. And I think like around people I knew I was really outgoing, but yeah, at school, I didn't talk to anybody. And I think it was a point that my uh, teacher, like, contacted my mom. And I was like, you know, your, your daughter doesn't really talk at school. Is everything okay? Um, and then she saw me in the home environment. And I was my, my own chatty self. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember she was like, okay, Lindsay, you have to talk at school now. And I was <laughs> like, what? Like, I was, I, and I, it's funny talking about, you know, self-development and growth. Um, I still have that like I don't want to say that little girl inside me but I still have that feeling of like Mm -hmm. oh my god 
I can't do it. But I think the difference now is I've learned the skills to say, no, Linz, you got this. Like, nice. just step out. And I think my, my parents put me in drama growing up. So that helped. Mm-hmm. I think drama helps. Marching band helped too, because oh, we did sure. perform. Yeah. And like, you have to, it's actually insane what we did. Like, it's I don't wild. think people understand. Like, it wasn't no. just marching down the street. Like, that was easy. Yeah. Like, we had her memorize four songs and four movements. Mm-hmm. And I actually have the tape of our Italy show um, on my phone. Do- and I actually show people what it meant to be in a marching band and then when they see it they're like oh my god that's that was insane Mm -hmm. and I think we just learn a lot of those skills of like multitasking and like trusting other people and um hard work Mm -hmm. um so I think I'm I'm doing a lot of plugs for the band but anyways (laughs) I think it just truly makes you think of like all those skills that you learned and I think that's why I think we're very similar and I think we're close in a lot of different ways because we do have a lot of values, but we also have a lot of those kind of skills of self-reflection and like growth and mm-hmm. going for it. Like when you told me that news, I've never been more proud of you. Oh. Like I think I cried. I probably did you cry. You probably did. <laughs> Knowing you, you probably did. <laughs> yeah. I was just so excited for you. Like what a 180. Like exactly. I, I actually didn't really pay attention to what you were doing before. I think it was something like a desk job or something, yep. like a corporate. Mm-hmm. I was in the corporate world. Okay, yes. Okay, so that. you had to wear a suit to school, not to school, to work and everything? Well, not like a full suit, but I definitely had to dress up a bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I for me, it just did not, at the end of the day, suit my personality. And while mm-hmm. I loved what I did, um, it just, I just could not foresee myself being in it for the rest of my life. Um, and what about broadcasting that, like, what was that moment that you're like, I gotta do it. And like, this is what I'm going to do. And like, did you feel the same, like excitement? Were you also nervous? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about that. Cause it's probably pretty similar to what I went through. Yeah, no, uh, for me, I was definitely, tell me Gates. It's definitely very <laughs> comfortable where I was in my, in my job, you know, I felt like when I initially, you know, graduated and was able to find work, um, I told myself, wow, okay, I I finally, you know, I've found, you know, a job that pertains to my degree. I definitely, it's not like I felt like I made it at that point just because I was young. Right. But Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm in the step in the right direction. You know, I've, uh, the, all the, the hard work and the money and the effort that I've gone through the last five years, you know, I, um, I'm now willing to show for it. And then, you know, you start to get into that routine and it definitely took a bit of a toll on me. And then as I just kept progressing, I just realized that what I was doing, uh, wasn't my passion. Um, the, the people I was surrounded with every time we were in meetings, you could just tell how enthusiastic and how passionate they were just discussing mm-hmm. these topics and in my head, it's, it's like, man, I want to feel the same way when it comes to something. Um, you know, I want to I want to be just as enthusiastic, engaged and passionate as, you know, all these guys are who've been in this industry for, you know, 30, 40 years already. Um, and I just could not envision myself being passionate about what I was doing at that moment. So I really took some time. Yeah, it was like 2018, 2017-ish where I really started to take um, going into media 
much more seriously. And it's just one of those moments where you just have this, that epiphany where you're like, okay, I need to do this now or I'm just going to end up regretting it later. And I, well, I we had that, like, were you walking by yourself? Like, is this like a movie that you're like Forrest Gump running away, you know, or something like that? Or was it just kind of a gradual thing that you were thinking about? And then slowly that, that idea kind of forms mm-hmm. and it becomes a want. Like, how did that, or was it just one day you like woke up from sleep and be like, yes, broadcast. Well, yeah. Well, for, for me. And I actually brought this up all the way my very first episode um, where I, you know, I was kind of just on the fence, you know, I was like, you know, I'm comfortable where I am. I should, you know, get rid of these pipe dreams or whatever. And I watched the movie, The Greatest Showman. You've probably oh, love that movie. Yeah. Um, and just seeing the, the thought process of like P.T. Barnum, where he was in the same, essentially the same situation um, where he was just not happy with where he was and he wanted to go do something about it and, you know, follow his dream. Essentially that, that movie resonated with me so much that that is kind of the moment that I tell myself where the, the gear started to move a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, that was the summer that, you know, I, I, I expressed, an interest in going into media and entertainment with, with Mac, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, this past, yeah, a year ago, 2019, I attended, like, it was like an open house at Sate. Um, and again, this is while, while the gears were moving a lot faster, I still wasn't really truly committed to doing it. And then going to the school and seeing the equipment and seeing how much of a possibility this could be right now for me, I think that's what sealed the deal. Is that seeing it, you know, essentially at my fingertips. It's like this is this is a dream now. You can just go reach out and get it. You know, there's nothing there's nothing mm-hmm. stopping you now. You know, you have you have the the financial means to to go for it. Um, you know, I, I had the full support of my parents, which to me was a big deal. Uh, it's just, it's not one, of, you know, it's not an everyday thing where you, you approach your parents and being like, Hey, I want to quit my pretty decently paying job uh, to pursue my passion. And you know, you, you, you get that, you know, mindset initially of like, Oh, they're going to be, just be like, no, you're, you're in a good spot. You know, why are you doing this? Yeah, now? Sort ability of thing. type thing. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a risk type thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I was, very pleasantly surprised to get the answers that I got from them. It's like, you know, you're still young. You're at an age where you can still pursue these, these dreams and these passions. So why not just go for it? You know, we'll, we'll always be here to support you. And that was really the, the final piece of mo- motivation and validation I needed to, you know, commit to it. And here I am now, you know, I, I uh, started this podcast. I had the idea of doing a podcast um, kind of, I guess I would say like the beginning of this year and it kind of just went into overdrive when I told myself that, you know, I was officially going to quit my job. So I reached out, I reached out to, um, to neat and, uh, I, you know, wanted to pick his brain just because he's been, you know, in the, the music production game. Oh yeah. And kind of like that media platform and Mm -hmm. in different ways, but certainly, yeah, that skill set. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I really wanted to just, all I wanted was just some advice on how to start. 
um, because I was, you know, doing a little bit of research on like equipment and, you know, what programs I should use. But I just wanted someone who I was really close to to kind of give me, you know, his pointers about where he started. And, you know, it, it, it kind of brought back a bit of that, you know, that fresh passion again for him, just seeing someone else kind of pursue a dream also. Um, and he gifted me with, you know, this, this mic that I'm using that I've used since. Um, and, uh, just based on the advice and the, I guess the validation that I got from him and everyone else that I kind of pitched this idea to, I was able to get this project up and running a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely thought this would just be a thing I would do maybe, you know, twice a month. Um, starting in like July, maybe only produce like four or five episodes, but I was able to, you know, start it essentially right away. And, you know, within a month I was able to get my first episode out. So, um, just doing, just doing this, even though I would obviously love to get paid for it right now, um, (laughs) just, just being able to, to go at my own pace and to, you know, talk to the people that I just enjoy talking to about, you know, all the, you know, run of the mill stuff, just catching up and being able to do a little bit more of a deep dive of, you know, topics we may not necessarily, you know, talk about in person. Um, mm-hmm. you know, totally. Yeah, it just shows how, how much of a a project this has become. Um, and, you know, I, I, I hope to continue doing it in the future. Um, but it's definitely given me um, a bit of a leg up in terms of what I should be learning in school um and if this is what i end up doing for the rest of my life i will 100 percent um agree with me leaving my corporate job for this mm-hmm. um i'm just I, I just feel like i'm in a much better position mentally mm-hmm. um yeah it's just it's just been such a ride so far and i'm just i'm just glad that i've been able to take it with yeah. with the people that you know i i want to take it with so and certainly, like, that's what you truly want for your, you know, friends and loved ones is mm-hmm. to find their fa- passion. And, you yeah. know, it's interesting you bring up that you were scared to kind of tell your parents. Yeah. But I think, you know, loved ones can really see that, that maybe they saw that you were maybe unhappy or, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe saw that your face light up when you were talking about this. Yeah. And it's just, um, it's so exciting. And I think, you know, it just makes me think about, my journey. And I think I was really fortunate that I found my passion quite young. Mm -hmm. I found my passion for medicine in grade 11. Actually, I took bio AP and I did a heart dissection and you fell in love with it. (laughs) Pardon me. You fell in love with it, right? I did. I was like, I actually skipped a lot of classes to go do more dissections. Um, Which you would never honestly never hear on like from the average high schooler. You know, play, no, playing yeah. hooky, right? It's like playing hooky to cut class or to, you know, just go down to 7-Eleven or whatnot. Right? <laughs> no, nope, you did it to go do more dis- heart dissections. Well, I actually, I remember I snuck in a class, which is so funny. You bring up like a red hair. Like, I don't know why I thought that the teacher didn't see me. But because oh, I was in the back of the class. I remember I was helping this girl do the dissection and she, I think, didn't want to 
anything to do with it. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, look at it. This is the aorta and this is the valve. And look at this has three mm-hmm. leaves. So it has two leaves. But look how thick the left side is compared to the right side. And she's like, okay. Like two feet away, like writing all this stuff down for her assignment. And I remember, I was like, okay, yeah, it's here. It's here. And I'm like pointing to her paper, but mm-hmm. she didn't see where I was pointing at. So I touched her paper and it had a drop of blood on it. <laughs> and Boom, she hits the floor. Like she she just syncoped right away. Oh she my God. And I was like, oh no. And then I saw the teacher coming as well. So I just I got so busted. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I was like, it's not my fault. But yeah, like yeah. So I knew I actually thought I was gonna be a surgeon uh mm. because of that experience. But yeah, and actually, you know what? I was reading my journal. So speaking of which, I, I journal a lot, as you know. Yep. And actually, my cousin makes fun of me because he says it's more of a day log because I just kind of write down what I did that day mm. to kind of remember. I mean, but... to be fair, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I was reading this thing that we went to the mall or something. And, and you know, I think we saw a movie at Chinook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I read this article called The Scoop on Poop. And it's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a poop doctor now. Like, <laughs> it's all come full circle. <laughs> I know. I was like, did that plant the seed? Like, Probably. what? <laughs> like, and that's why I keep them. Like, speaking of that Mary Quand- Kondo thing, mm-hmm. but like, and I remember my mom was like, oh, do you want to get rid of your journals? And I was like, no, like, I can't. Like, there's so much fun to go back and read. All and the like, gold is in there, you know? Yeah. And, and just to reflect back of like, how you yeah i told you before this podcast Mm -hmm. that i wrote about we all went to zoo lights and i literally (laughs) wrote down everything that we needed to do for the scavenger hunt why like why is that important i was like this is who was in my group this is what we had to do we got in third elliot had really cool candies that he tried and this is like (laughs) this what's the point of this and i had the map of zoo lights in my journal so just just to know like what zoo lights looked like that year (laughs) it's so great (laughs) honestly honestly if this whole you know once this whole pandemic thing like ends hopefully maybe come december or january we should totally just go back to zoo lights oh we should i think that would be a super fun, like, do. small, like, reunion thing. Same scavenger hunt. Yeah. I, you, the fact that you have every piece um, <laughs> just shows that you could organize this, you know, oh to a God, team. Oh, my God, is that you no, no. map. Like, we're ready. <laughs> like, this just, this honestly just popped in my head. The fact okay. that you have every detail, it's like, yo, we could plan this legit. Like We could relive our entire high school experience. Oh, I'm reading my journal. I don't know if I want to do that, the full, no. the full thing. <laughs> there are definitely some parts of it where I just want to, like, you know, push aside a little bit. But if we could go to Italy, that'd be amazing. I would oh, do that. Man. I remember Italy, I picked you up you <laughs> for that photo. That do you was... remember that photo? <laughs> yeah, it, it shows up on my Facebook from time to time. And I still oh. remember it. I, like, <laughs> I, it was so funny. I remember it was like, oh, uh, just because, you know, I was dating someone at the time. And I think we just had this this funny conversation. Like, you should do a couple's photo with Lindsay. I was like, okay, but you should do it of her like picking you up and be like, wait, why? And then all of a sudden, here here I am in your arms. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Oh, that was a beautiful. Oh, yeah, and I remember it was one of the one of the last nights I think that we were in the country. Um, oh, beautiful. Because we were we were all just like decked out as much as we as much as we could essentially, and I think we had like one like really classy Italian dinner. I think that was the night. Um, but yeah, I just totally remember that that moment. Uh, and, and again, it just goes to show how how our like relationship is as friends. <laughs> You know, yes. it's very, very, very open, very comfortable, um, and it's something I would never, never change for for anything. So, <laughs> yeah, no, and I think it's just you know really, really good memories, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of nice to reflect back. And yep. it's interesting. I took a sociology class, and I think the professor at that time says like you know a lot of people remember their childhood as the fonder days, as like simpler times because mm-hmm. there's so much nostalgia with it. Yeah. Um, and you know, whether that's true or not, I truly think it was a nicer time. You know, we didn't have Instagram. I remember I got Facebook in like grade 12. <laughs> no, it was grade 11. Cause Dave Bergeron was in my profile picture. Like in the background. <laughs> it was a bad picture. Like my first profile pic. Of course. You Facebook and look at it. Like it's, it's like, it's a, it's a mood. <laughs> I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back now and just check. But I actually, I had a, such a huge crush on him because he played the tuba and oh, I love the tuba. Nice. Like the, that bass sound. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still love it. Like <laughs> I was listening to the other day, like, um, you know, Vitamins String Quartet. Yes. Yeah. And they play all these like common pop songs mm-hmm. in, in strings. Yeah. Who knew? Um, <laughs> but they play like this. They pay. They play. Um, Billy Ellish is bad girl. Oh, I think. Oh, bad guy. Oh, oh yes, bad guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's all lowercase. I remember yeah. that. Sorry. <laughs> um, but that there's a moment, and you just hear the bass and the cello, and you're like, "Yeah, go!" So, I remember on a I was on a date with actually, and we went to an orchestra, and the entire time I was just like cheering on the tuba. <laughs> like, you know, there's other people in the orchestra. I was like, no tubas my man like you like that deep bass yeah like it's just rattles your soul you know oh, like course. it's so <laughs> like when we played mars do you remember that oh song? yeah oh like all bass and all bass all day yeah, like just i think a... studying for my board exam i would listen to mars like on repeat like <laughs> <laughs> like so good yeah it's crazy even even the music like you know a band primarily was for the friendships and the memories and all that but the music just still to this day resonates with all of us i think i think we can still go back and just point out our favorite movements from you know whatever year um and it's yeah it's just memories like that that you know, is a big reason why, again, I wanted to do this podcast is, yeah. you know, I want to have a place to archive these, these crazy memories that we've had, you know, mostly comedic, but, you know, a lot, a lot more serious ones as well. And it's always good to, you know, reflect on it. And now we're having other people listen to our crazy adventures that we've had since high school. So <laughs> it's good well, that we're all open to that. Too, like, you know, think about it 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be 45. Jeez. Oh my god! Ah! Don't even, don't even like, like reflecting like back of like what type of people we would be then. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, you know, like it's just it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's interesting. A lot of people say, I'm just sharing a lot of opinions in this. No, hey, that's totally fine. (laughs) You know, a lot of people say, you know, adults, you know, you kind of find who you are, then that's it. You don't really change. But I, Mm -hmm. I totally disagree with that. Like, I think people do change. Their core values don't change. But I think you certainly, you know, find your avenues in life. And, you know, and speaking of like, finding your passion and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I had a mentor say to me, like, you have to pick, I think it was more in the field of medicine, because like, just to clarify, like, I'll never be your GP. Like, I I don't have family medicine training. So don't worry about that. Perfect. (laughs) But if you're 50, and you're worried about colon, like colon cancer, I can do your colonoscopy for you. you Or rectal bleeding or anything like that like we'll, I'm, we'll do that I'm down the road <laughs> <laughs> um, but safe to share, uh, say that but I think even it's in the field of medicine I had a mentor say to me like you have to find something that's your passion but it's also something that you're good at mm. and I was actually kind of mad that they said that to me and I was like what do you mean like you you should go for your passion but right. I remember early on in medical school, like I thought my passion was emergency medicine, but I I really wasn't really good at it Mm -hmm. because I I remember I just thought like an internist, like I just wanted to go down different avenues and and think about it. And like now, like I just think like a GI person and it just fits. And I think, you know, listening to your podcast and listening how you interview and talk, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I think you have a wonderful radio voice, not like, like, or, (laughs) you know, video or videographer or whatever you want to do, but mm. like, you just have such a nice soothing interview voice, which is like really nice. Um, <laughs> and I feel like your voice matches what you look like too. And I think that's important. Oh, um, you can picture, you can picture me. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe because I know you, but yeah. I have a feeling I don't have one of those voices that like, like your listeners now are going to be like, who's this redhead who keeps rambling on? And then they'll see my picture of, of course, Dave Bergeron in the background. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, <laughs> that's Lungser Rudy or whatever. <laughs> You're totally going to hear it from the guys, too, when they hear this episode. You're going to get messages. Oh, no, you know, I was trying to be on my best behavior, but, you know, falling in the pond, smacky jumping on my car, mm-hmm. you know, those are just moments that define you. <laughs> if, if those didn't happen you would not be a doctor right? no you i know? wouldn't definitely not <laughs> or find my love for goldfish to the point that i would drive them 42 hours right. <laughs> which is like you know i tell people that um which is you know because i didn't ha- i couldn't go through the states because mm. goldfish could be an invasive species right and I don't know if you hear, but I watched an environmental show in like Germany or something. And this guy brought over a catfish to a lake for sport fishing mm. and it wiped out the entire lake's ecosystem. Holy shit. <laughs> but he caught these huge catfish. And I remember they interviewed this guy and the uh, interviewer was like, do you realize what you've done? And he's like, yeah, well, I have huge catfish now the environmentalist was like looked like he was gonna murder him <laughs> so anyways, i don't want to be that person so i was like mom like i have to go up around canada to like go around and and not go through the states to protect my goldfish mm-hmm. and you know she was such a good sport you know my mom she's like totally down for everything mm-hmm. and, you know it was a great trip we actually didn't we only spent probably out of the 42 hours maybe two hours not talking to each other like wow. we just talked the entire way. Oh, I could totally like, see that for sure. Yeah, no music. We just talked about everything, like life, our ancestors, mm-hmm. you know, our 
our plans with life, our past. Um, it was cool. And like, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, how's the, the move? Um, Eastern Canada is definitely different than Western Canada in, mm-hmm. in many ways. Like, I'm not going to go into the politics of everything, but... What's the biggest difference in your in your opinion being there? I think it's just that the little things that I've noticed, like there's a lot of... This is probably mundane, but there's a lot of brick here. Like, there's a lot of brick buildings, oh, okay. which not really what you find out in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's truly a lot of multiculturalism as well. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, lots more different restaurants and and different people that you meet and and a lot more people like driving on the 401 i can't i can't explain to you like i thought i used to be scared of the deerfoot right or the um, qe2 but man the 401 is like six lane highway everybody's honking at you like it's (laughs) it's a little bit of a crazy crazy deal (laughs) a bit of a a trip hey (laughs) yeah and it's just like and i remember like driving places i would call my mom I'm like oh i have to go on the 401 and she's like no i can do it like you're a good driver like people said that car accident once and like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know you can do it Liz. but like every time i'm just like a grandma like nine to three mm-hmm. check all my lights like music off focus <laughs> and it's just but i think um yeah there's a lot of similarities i would say of hamilton to edmonton like a mm. Lot of like trendy scenes lots of like really independent restaurants and stuff um yeah i don't know i don't oh, and the biggest thing i found too is like have you ever seen the great lakes uh no not not in person yeah. <laughs> i gotta tell you it is so trippy like there you, you you know in alberta and saskatchewan when you're at a lake you can see the other side yes like, absolutely there's guarantee like you know this is a lake you know it's there's a lake. And, here's the beach. This is like, especially like Ponte Vista. Like <laughs> you can walk around the border. Like, you yep. know, this is a lake. Of course. But here, like a um, couple months ago, I went to like uh, one of the great lakes and it's, you can't see the other side. Wow. And, and it's like, you're on a beach and it, it feels like the ocean. Like I hear you went to Maui with Pamela. So I, I go to Maui often too and it you know it's that same feeling that you're just like watching for a whale to jump but mm-hmm. there's no salt water it, it's really trippy wow yeah That's it's cool. really in driving like we went by lake superior which is like insane but they had you know in vancouver they have those big um ships yes from like fright like all those fright um containers yeah. on them yeah those giant uh, container ships yep yeah 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 is that what they're called? I don't know. Delivery ships? Yeah, like free container ships. Carriers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> there's one of them on Lake Superior. I was like, how did it get here? Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. If like, it's a lake, just... how did you enter? <laughs> it's just like, who puts you in the water here? Like, And then you start thinking, who puts any boats in the water? But it's just like, it, it, it's really trippy. Mm-hmm. But it's... It's quite interesting, and I loved my when I first moved here. My Uber driver was very knowledgeable of the area, oh, yeah, and apparently, <laughs> I love that right, like mm. full on, like twenty percent tip. Like yeah. I loved it. You got a tour right away, essentially. Yeah, and he <laughs> was telling me that Hamilton's in the Green Belt, so apparently there was a, a glacier here years ago, or mm. or some sort of no, it was a lake or something. But there's a lot of sediment, so the Ground's really good to like lots of minerals and okay, stuff. Yeah. Grow 
um, wine and fruit. Mm. And so like, there's no BC cherries. Like I still have love for BC cherries, but the cherries here are decent and the Ontario peaches, like, wow, like they're very good. And Mm. the wine, the wine tours you can do and stuff like that. Mm. Like it's just, it's an interesting, it's kind of like Kelowna, but Mm. in Ontario. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely want, would want to check that out. If I yeah, have come visit me, man, I have oh, a sure. little, little guest room and a little arrow bed. <laughs> nice. It comes with a little like headboard too. It's a nice feature. <laughs> well, once, once all this, you know, COVID and everything, hopefully oh, yeah, dies down. I mean, like I would definitely would love to take a trip out there. Um, especially, you know, having the mindset of potentially, you know, having my career out there too. Right. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be good so to exciting. Yeah. And like, Toronto is just like another city. It's just, it's, it's a beast. It is a beast. It's just so bustling. And I loved it, you know, with electives and stuff, I probably spent 10 weeks living in Toronto um, over my, um, you know, medical school training and Mm. stuff like that. And I just, I, I loved it. I certainly loved certain areas of Toronto, but it's a it's a bustling place, which is nice about Hamilton because it's it's kind of like Red Deer in a way. Like you you okay. have everything you need, yeah. But you're you're like just steps away from the big city if you need to, and uh, mm. yeah, it's it's just really it's interesting. But I got to tell you, too, the humidity here is crazy. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh my god, it was plus forty every week day for a week. Unreal. Like, I I was walking around Easter Sunday and. I didn't really have anything to do. And my parents are like, do you have any friends? I was like, no, yeah. You know, coming. Um, but I, I walked by a church and they were giving away free potted plants. And I was like, oh my God, I can have this on my balcony. And I was so excited. And yeah, my friend in Edmonton, you know, Jared, he loves plants. So he's mm-hmm. like telling me what to do. And I was like super excited about my plants. I even put it on Instagram. I think I was like, yeah, I'm a plant mom. Like, Woo. but then the heat wave hit. hit. <laughs> like, yeah, my plants. My plants fry. <laughs> like, it's like, look, Lindsay couldn't take care of a plant, guys. <laughs> no, like, it is like I watered it once a day, but it's still it was so hot. Like yeah. it was done. Oh man. Well, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, this is climate change. This is a thing. But hopefully, you know, weather yeah, kind of gets real. back to normal. Just because, like, yeah, for for us, I don't know if you know you've talked to your your parents lately, but like the last this whole week has just been insanely hot i think like we had a we had a heat warning for like three days <laughs> what no okay what's your heat warning how high does it go to uh it's like i think it got up to 37 or 39 at oh one point God. so it's um and it was one of those like you know it's like feels like that so yes, in reality yeah. it was like 31 but feels like 37 you're like all right well i'm dying i'm dying <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> stay inside <laughs> Well, it's and it's that dry heat too. That oh, just yeah. like so. Here's the the wet heat mm-hmm. and the wet cold, and it was like forty four with the heat warning. Jesus. I just stayed inside. Everyone's like, "Oh, do you want to come out?" And I'm like, "Nope." Yeah, and you you <laughs> being the, uh, my place. <laughs> yeah, and you being uh, a little bit on the paler side, you know, last yeah. thing you want to do is you know turn into a lobster because <laughs> yes. it's happened from time to time. Trust me. <laughs> it's too much. Actually, my friend got a sunburn here and, and she has darker skin. She's uh, from India. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
yeah, it's, the sun out here is crazy, but wild. Yeah, but I, I hear you guys are doing okay with the corona over there. Uh, it's uh, the last like week and a bit have been a little sketchy. Uh, numbers are going up a bit, but you know mm. uh, we just have to you know take the take the same precautions we were taking back in in March. Um, yeah. Like the, I, I'm sure everyone is on the same page when it comes to wanting to come back to normal, and we just got to take the the small steps to do it. And we were trending in the right direction for a while. Uh, I've taken a bit of a step back, but I just hope that with the new city bylaw that you know every indoor indoor place needs a mask, like it requires a mask now. Um, I just hope that you know people get on board with this, so then we can again hopefully by Christmas be normal and we can do zoo lights scavenger hunts. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. You know, we're going to be really disappointed if we use my map and like the flamingos aren't where they're supposed to be. It's like you come back and the zoo is just completely changed. It's like, yeah, we can't where use this. I, what? <laughs> I overhyped the, uh, the scavenger hunt. Oh, I want to ask, was there stampede this year? There was not. not. There was not a stampede this year. Oh man, Stampede's another. My birthday is always during Stampede, so yeah. that was always a good time. Well, I remember we would always, again, coming back full circle to your backyard. You know, yeah, <laughs> usually with the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Usually we would pregame in the in the backyard and then somehow make our way over to the grounds. It's like, all right, how did we make our way to the grounds? <laughs> well, the C train, like I, I call every subway the C train. Oh like, my it's god, just it's ingrained. I remember being in Toronto and be like, oh, yeah, the C train's coming. And they're like, the hell? what? <laughs> what C train? There's no C around here. And I'm like, oh. Oh, I, my I bad. Think, took me a while to, like, engrave in my mind that C is for Calgary train. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Which really, like, if it's short for Calgary train, that just sounds, like, a little unreal. That's why you, you know? gotta go C train. Sounds much better. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a, like an entity, but <laughs> people call it the subway. Oh, also I noticed here, like, people back into their parking lots, like, all the time. And I, you know, you never see that, I think. Well, I never really paid attention to that. It's pretty rare here, so. Yeah, you always drive in Mm -hmm. and back up. But everyone here seems to back in. Like, do you back in at all? No. And if I do, it's incredibly rare. So... (laughs) Yeah, I actually backed in once, but then I hit the wall in my parking garage and <laughs> scratched my car. So I was like, no, I better just drive it. You uh, just, at this point, just don't even assimilate now. Just be your true Western <laughs> Canadian self and you'll get along just fine, I think. I'll try. <laughs> no one has keyed my car yet for having it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> No, everybody's been, but it's it's kind of nice to see like a Saskatchewan license plate, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're repping. <laughs> but then the car that I saw was like had no window on the highway, oh, Jesus, <laughs> like all rusted, and you're like, <laughs> did you drive that here? Like, man, <laughs> I don't even know how you ended up here, but you did. So, where's the rest of your car? <laughs> oh just... man. I love it. You know, good old Saskatchewan. I always have a place in Saskatchewan. Same with Calgary. I mean, Mm -hmm. I miss the mountains. Do you ever go to the mountains that often? We actually went last week. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah. It was, uh, I was very concerned that I wouldn't be able to go camping or see the mountains this year. And I got to do both on consecutive weekends. So, very happy about that. 
Um, Rona isn't going to get me down that easy. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of nice with outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. Like you can really. Yeah, it feels um, it feels a little bit more safe, but still, yeah. you take the same precautions yeah. and all that. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to say, I do mountains. Although I haven't lived in Calgary for over probably ten years. For a while, still. yeah, you were up in Edmonton for for uh, an extended period of time, and yeah, you know, we, uh, we always made sure, yeah we always made sure that. If we were going to go visit Dave, we had to make sure we visited Lindsay also. Oh, I made sure. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> you were you were going to kill us if we didn't even make an appearance. So uh, I'm glad that we still got to spend, you know, nights in your apartment and stuff playing beer pong or whatever, just catching up. Oh, I remember yeah. it. Like, Sean Maher was on my left seat. <laughs> yeah. I so tall that. for it and you were on my couch and you didn't take up like half the no, couch. And then I was like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm comfortable. <laughs> so comfortable and like actually those couches were really hard to give up i i couldn't fit that in my oh, car really but i still like chris and jared still bring up that that those couch like <laughs> they're like who bought it who bought your apartment furnished like can we just go over and have a nap like <laughs> i remember people would be like oh i'll help you unload your groceries when really they just want to nap they just wanted a nap or sit in your couch but you know it's like those leather couches that have been lived in yep. like that is a couch you know those are comfy right that's yeah that's i have an ikea couch that's material now it's just not the same now uh, give it a hopefully a couple more years maybe you can yeah you need in. to come and break it in yeah oh yeah <laughs> but nap, on it. and you have a certain nap level i'm 100 percent looking forward to that day for sure and i hope i hope it is soon i would love to go <laughs> visit sure. Yeah, no, it was a uh, good times, very good times, and I think like we'll just have good times going forward. And oh, we always do. Yeah, it's just crazy that we're like where we are. Like, mm -hmm. but I could totally see you as a broadcaster oh, when you win you. an Emmy or whatever broadcasters <laughs> win for awards. Maybe did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in the speech. <laughs> yeah, please. And if I ever win the Nobel Prize, oh like, please. I'll shout out to you guys that's right thank <laughs> god yes <laughs> oh it's very hard to win one i, I looked it up <laughs> hey don't ever discredit anything like that You're, it's very early in your career i'm gonna watch the showman now <laughs> yes you watch great showman you'll get hype uh, ride an elephant down the street and then i'll know <laughs> uh well i i like to kind of end these conversations kind of on like you know like a i guess get your like words of wisdom essentially but i kind of yeah. want to like do it in in different ways and i was thinking about this as the interview was kind of going along and you know the the topic of getting out of your comfort zone uh, came up a lot um what would you ever want to say to someone who is kind of at their crossroads now um kind of just trying to figure out should i stay in the lane that i'm in or should i take take a risk um if you were to, if you were to ever encounter anyone like that um, maybe even in your, your field of medicine, um, what were, what are some words that you would want to give them? Oh, that's a good one. I think I would probably share kind of some advice that I took on or I heard from other people. And I think if you're on a crossword roads, not a crossword, that's a, an event, um, you know, at a point in your life that you want to maybe take a different direction, I think first and foremost is to explore that area. And I think it's something that at the end of the day, no one can make that decision for you. You need mm -hmm. to make that decision for yourself. And I think, 
you kind of mentioned this as well, like taking that time, get the gears rolling, you know, for me, writing down was really helpful. And I think revisiting those ideas and those wants and those dreams, like it's very validating. And I think bouncing ideas off of loved ones that you, you trust their opinion and you care about them is also very valuable um, to uh, explore different things. And I think also like, this is kind of a little crazy, but I grew up watching Oprah with my mom and I think <laughs> Oprah, love Oprah. Uh, she always had these like exercises of like gratitude, but also like self affirmation. And I think that was really helpful for me too. And, mm. you know, especially deciding to go into medicine or, you know, into GI um, ultimately, I think, you know, you write down like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I want out of life. This is what I want. And, you just kind of read, read those things. It's kind of not a man mantra, but like something that you just kind of in, engrave in yourself and that gives you the confidence to go forward. Mm-hmm. So I think grounding the ideas, bouncing them off of loved ones is always helpful. And I can't reiterate enough writing it down, I think makes it more concrete. And I don't know if you ever did that, but I think writing it down makes it real or even saying it out loud makes mm-hmm. it real because then it's something that you've, materialized almost yeah you put it out in the world right yeah and you're like okay this is it like this Mm -hmm. is you know what i'm thinking and you just kind of go and it and it's um yeah it's it's that's what i would share and i think uh i think that would be very applicable to anything really in decisions like relationships jobs where do you want to take your next trip like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. Like, it's always nice to, like you said, like affirm it to yourself, either mm-hmm. by writing it down or even just, again, speaking it out into the universe. I think just, you know, makes it more real. And it's something that while you should be somewhat cautious about, you know, you, you still at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, go out and find those those passions and pursue them. So, yeah, it's, that's that's a great, great advice, in my opinion. So. Oh, I have one more. And also trust yourself as well. Like I, you know, when I made that decision to come to McMaster um, Mm -hmm. later, I was like, oh my God, what did I do? But then I was like, no, Linz, like you trust yourself, you love yourself, you made that decision, go with it. And I think that that helps because it's, as I mentioned, if it's a decision that you made that you may feel comfortable with and, you know, having the support of loved ones is always helpful, Mm -hmm. but not necessary. um, Yeah, then it's yours. And it's great. Yeah, it's exciting. Oh, yeah, that's awesome for sure. Um, well, I just want to say thank you so much, Dr. Lindsay Russell. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> crazy, I know. Uh, yeah, I just want to, you know, just thank you for taking time out of your schedule to, you know, um, indulge me a bit in this pet project that I'm doing. Um, it was so fun to just catch up and talk for an hour and a half already. Um, it doesn't even feel yeah it doesn't even feel like it's been an hour and a half but I can't wait for the day either I crash on your Ikea couch or when you come back and you Mac and I uh, enjoy buffet once again and we've we've caught up now and I just can't wait to catch up then and hopefully it's in the near future um, because I can't wait to to see you again yeah and it's like you know it's such a pleasure to chat with you and I think thinking mm-hmm. back to this podcast will be interesting to listen to because oh, I think a sure. lot of our conversations are like 
winding roads that somehow circle back. Hey, <laughs> it works for me. Right? Fun all the way. So no, I had a pleasure and thank you so much for inviting me to the show. Of course. And, um, I feel famous and <laughs> I am like all dressed up now and uh, it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, definitely going in my journal. So perfect. You got to put down every, I should just send you this with timestamps. It'll be like, okay, uh, 46 minutes in, we talked about this. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Well, safe to say there'll definitely be a list of like top topics that we discussed. <laughs> oh yeah. And we, so if we I do forget this one day that I'll read it in my journal. So there you go. Yeah. And you, not only can you read it, you can listen to it too. <laughs> ah, yes. Permanently out there in the world of on course. social media. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks again, Lindsay. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Gates. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Two Meters Apart podcast. Make sure you follow along on Twitter and finally Instagram at Two Meters Podcast for any updates on the show. Catch you on the next one, everyone.